last night and for the first time since the uh, outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic, everybody in quarantine and having the uh, likes of water, Lysol, toilet paper, Germex, Tide to go, all taken from the shelves. We had a football event on Thursday night. People glued the TV, 15.6 million people watched round one of the NFL draft. There were no hiccups from anybody in the IT department. It was fantastic so far. All the IT guys, Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL, if you can see this right now, I am giving you a thumbs up. Tremendous job. But for you, the Alabama football fans, you are here on a Friday, on a draft festive Friday, to get your crimson tie football fix and what better way to do that than to be on the hottest show on the streets what might that be that would be in my own words the podcast with yours truly your man your confidant Stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine coming to you from tuscaloosa streaming this live via youtube i got my man john ivory who has given us that flavor in our ears shouts out to the late great craig mack but speaking of youtube if you are new to the show, new to the network, new to the channel, go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so that way you can get every alert on your Crimson Tide. If you're new to the show, new to the channel, new to the network, hit that subscribe button. Do that right now and turn on your notifications so that you can get all the information on your Crimson Tide. It's because of you, the Alabama football fans, we're over 8,000 subscribers strong here on the channel. But jam-packed show tonight. I am overly excited. We're going to get a chance to sit down with former Alabama safety Justin Woodall, who played from 2006 to 2009, part of that 2009 national championship team. That is going to be awesome. But we start things off with recapping round one of the draft on last night. Four players for the Crimson Tide went in the first round tying a record there for the Crimson Tide. All four of these guys went in the top 15, and it started off with Tua Tungovaloa. It was a smokescreen craziness. People were wondering, would the Miami Dolphins get him at five? Could the Chargers take him at six? Would he slip out of the top 10? Is something really wrong with the hip? So much stuff going on, but Brian Flores, the disciple of Bill, Bill Belichick, goes, enough is enough. Shut your mouth. Bump this. I'm going to get my my guy. I'm going to get my left-handed version of Dan Marino and Drew Brees and Flowers. Got Flores got his guy into a with the number 5 overall pick going to the Miami Dolphins. Five picks later, how about one Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle at 6'4", 312 pounds. A lot of people thought he would go to the Arizona Cardinals at 8. Some had him going to the New York Football Giants at 4, but he went to the dog pound. The Cleveland Browns with the 10th overall pick, getting the chance to help out with the protection scheme of one Baker Mayfield. And then two picks later, everyone thought Jerry Judy would be the first receiver off the board the ultimate route runner best receiver in a very deep class everyone thought judy would be the first receiver off the board i was probably one of few guys that said uh-uh henry zoom zoom rugs would be the first off the board and it came to pass as zoom zoom goes number 12 overall to the las vegas raiders the silver and black john gruton got his guy 
Mike Mayock got his guy. The Davis family all smiles. And Al Davis is probably somewhere in his grave going, they made me proud. They have made me proud. Which leads us off, which rounds us off with Jerry Judy. I got a brother-in-law that stays in Phoenix, Arizona. He thought that Judy would go to the Cardinals at number eight, but no, it was John Elway and the Denver Broncos taking Judy at the 15th overall pick. Elway believes he's got the quarterback in Drew Locke. You got to get Drew Locke another weapon, and what better weapon to give him than one Jerry Judy. So kudos to all four of those young men going in the top 15 of the first round on Thursday night. And to the victors go the spoils. And by spoils, of course I mean contracts. And according to according to SpotRack.com, a site that dives into the contracts of NFL players and rookies, these four young men take a big chunk of change home with them. Starting this off of Tua Tagovailoa, make it snow in the club one time, young man. Four-year deal worth $30.3 million for Tua. Jedrick Wills pockets a four-year deal worth $19.7 million. Henry Ruggs, a third, a four-year deal worth $16.7 million. And Jerry Judy, a four-year deal worth $15.2 million. I promise you, JP, I am in the wrong profession. But the best news of all about all of this, all four guys have a fifth-year option on the contract. And all four guys, the money fully guaranteed for these young men. But in the first topic of conversation is Nick Saban. Nicholas Lou Saban, and uh, as great as Coach Saban is, and he's great, as illustrious as his career has been, and it has been, Nick Saban will go on a Mount Rushmore of coaches by the time his coaching career ends. Whether it's college coaches, whether it's coaches of all time, he will be on a Mount Rushmore of coaches just due to Saban rescued Alabama from mediocrity after, of course, the 1992 National Championship with Gene Stallings. Under Nick Saban, the Crimson Tide, five national championships, six SEC titles, a boatload of top-ranked recruiting classes. So young men know if I want to spend my college years, my three to four years of college in a certain place, got to consider the University of Alabama. Coach Saban, six national titles overall, trying to eclipse the legendary Paul Bear Bryant this season. Everybody keeping their fingers crossed that we do have a college football season. But despite all of this, and all of this is great, Nick Saban made history on Thursday night. Made NFL draft history, becoming the lone coach in the common draft era to have all 22 positions, 11 on offense, 11 on defense, taken in the first round of a draft venue. Unfreaking believable. Coach Saban, for the longest of time, he's been able to hit on running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen, tight ends, defensive linemen, linebackers, defensive, defensive backs. He's always been able to put those groups first round in the NFL draft. The quarterback position has always frustrated him. He's always wondered, can I ever hit on a quarterback to be a first rounder? And lo and behold, from the islands of Hawaii, it brought forth Tua Tungvaloa as a as a five-star prospect in the 2017 
Recruiting psycho. Tua gives Nick Saban the thumbs up. He gives Coach Saban his verbal commitment in the 2017 class. And on last night, Tua, in paying homage to the great one, in paying homage to his head coach, gets drafted number five overall to the Miami Dolphins, giving Nick Saban that big time history. Since 2007, Saban has placed 94 student athletes in the NFL draft, including 33 first round picks. Coach Nick, sing that old song, I Ain't Tired Yet. And uh, Coach Saban, I remember after the 2018 college football playoff national title game against George off the 17th season, he turned and looked at the crowd and said, we are not done. And by we, I'm referring to the Alabama Crimson Tide. So Coach Saban, not done coaching great athletes, not done winning national championships, not done placing young men in the NFL draft, particularly in the first round. And this is a huge recruiting tool for Saban because you have a lot of great programs in college football. Clemson's a great program. Ohio State's a great program. Georgia's a great program. LSU's a great program. Uh, with Mario Cristobal is doing in Oregon, a great program. But these young athletes are seeing Despite the greatness that these institutions have, this guy is still doing it. At 68 years old, Coach Saban is still doing it bigger, stronger, better, and better than anybody else in the game. If I go to Alabama, it doesn't matter what position I play, I'm going to have the, the highest, the strongest, the best possibility, the best probability to go to the NFL and be a first round pick so coach Saban still coach at the highest level still recruiting at the highest level still putting people in the NFL draft at the highest level and hopefully tonight more Bama guys will come off the board but we go to our first break right now on in my own words the podcast don't touch that down just getting started talking NFL draft upon our return we answer, we take on all of your phone calls, thoughts, questions, tweets, text messages, and concerns right after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we are back in line of the action folks on the hottest show on the streets the best form of alabama football news knows news notes and information on a tgif thank goodness it's friday edition here 
of the show. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it's your time, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard. And we take our first call on a Friday, and it's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Wayland. Wayland, man, thank goodness it's Friday. Brother, how you doing? Man, I tell you, last night, it's glad to be here on TDA on Friday evening, 33. First round, number one draft picks in the last 12 NFL drafts. Every position on offense, defense. What else can I say, people? Wake up. Wake them up, Stephen. Wake them up, please. I mean, Nick Saban at 68 years old, Wayland, is doing it better than anybody in football right now. Still in great shape. Was very happy to see all four of these young men going to top 15 on on last night and uh, went to some all four went to some spots to where they're going to be highly highly impactful players but for you Waylon which one did you feel like of the four went to a spot where you're thinking I gotta watch him on Sunday now oh that's the uh that's the LA Raiders I'm a I've always been a Raider fan of course that goes back to Kenny Stabler and uh, Years ago, I've got to see Mr. Ruggs. Uh, maybe Derek Carr has somebody now he can throw the football to. I think so. Absolutely. I mean, the Raiders, they got a lot of heat for not making it work with Antonio Brown. I know John Gruden caught some flack from that, and Mike Mayock, the GM, the same thing. But they wanted to enter this draft to get somebody to replace A.B., and I think they found somebody that maybe – potentially could be a little bit better than A.B. in Henry Ruggs. And I remember Mayock was at Alabama's facility almost every single week last season, speaking with Nick Saban, talking to coach, uh, bringing up players, scouting guys. So pretty sure that Henry Ruggs was in a lot of those conversations between you know Coach Saban, Mike Mayock, and the Raiders. Very, very proud of Ruggs, and he is going to be the real deal. Yeah, he's a freak. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I grew knew what he was doing that time. I sort of been worried about him a little bit there, but uh, you know, I think, uh, he won't. I, I, I literally think ahead. the spirit of Al Davis came in the John Gruden and said, "If you don't make me proud, I promise you, I'm gonna haunt you and fire you." <laughs> well, he knew when he got Rose, he got a player just as good as Antonio Brown. Ruggs is an athlete. He's he's uh, Antonio. You know, it would have been nice to saw him there, but we got Ruggs, and you know, Antonio may wind up down at the Buccaneers with uh, Brady and and, and uh, Gronk. I don't know. They leave OJ Howard out. That's going to tick me off. But I told everybody I was going to hit these sports writers again tonight. So we got a big show on this TDA Friday night. A lot of people want to talk in the queue. So. We're going to leave with our three hearty chucklers in our poem tonight. Just tell me when you're ready, Stephen. Fire away, my man. All right, here we go, TDA. Roses are reds, violets are blues. Nick is the king of the NFL draft. Ed O, Gus Malzahn, are you? 
to all the sports writers who had the two of booze, he made the top five. Now we know you spew the fake news. To Ryan Clark, whose bark is bigger than your back, Henry Ruggs III went before Judy. Now that should make your morning fake news. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll catch y'all again, if a good Lord's willing, on Monday night. Bye-bye, Stephen. Appreciate Wagon calling in to give us our poem for the day. We continue with the call-in queue on a Friday draft festive Friday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Good evening, Stephen and John. How are you guys doing this evening? This is one of your Perry County, Alabama fans calling. Doing fantastic. It's doing fantastic in yourself. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited about the draft, and I tell you the truth, this is awesome, and you guys are doing an amazing job. Just keep up the good work and keeping us posted on the latest with Alabama football, the news, and you, you guys are off the chain. Just keep it rolling, and we're just so thankful for you, and I'm just excited about the next two rounds of the football pick, and I think Alabama is looking good, as in touchdown Alabama road tie. Appreciate the call. Keep listening to us. Uh, we'll do. And you have a great Friday and an amazing weekend, both you and John. You didn't get up here so far on a Friday there, John. Two calls back to back there. We're going to go to our comments here as you guys lighten us up here in the chat line. Nick Saban Jr. starts us off with great first round yesterday for Bam. It was. You got four guys in the top 15. Coach Saban able to make some draft history, being the lone coach to get all 22 positions in the first round. So it was a great, great night there. Let's see here. Wangan writes in with Nick made college football history. That he did. Nick Saban Jr., what team do you think takes X-Man? I still say possibly the Patriots. It could be. It could be Dallas, though. I would not sleep on the Cowboys. I would not sleep on the Seattle Seahawks. Let's see here. I would not sleep on the San Francisco 49ers either, but I, I would just love to see either the Denver Broncos or the New England Patriots make that move of X. I feel like he should have written the first round, but it is what it is here. Continuing the, um, the call-in, they have the chat line. Manny Fresh writes in, always knew Tua wasn't dropping like they, like they were saying. It was a bunch of smoke screens, bunch of smoke screens going on. At the end of the day, though, Robert Flores, or Coach Flores is a smart guy. Bill Belichick disciple off the Belichick tree. And, you know, he knew Tua's our guy. Tua's my left-handed version of Drew Brees, my left-handed version of Dan Marino. If we're going to get back to having excitement in Miami, winning games in Miami, uh, potentially winning Super Bowls in Miami, we got to get the right guy in here to do this. And Tua Tagovailoa was the guy. What's crazy was is uh, hours before the draft, there was a report that came out from the Miami Herald that Tua had passed his physical for the Dolphins. So maybe that was a little bit of foreshadowing of Tua getting picked up by the organization as he did pass the physical. But continuing with the comments here in the queue, Nick, uh, Nick Saban Jr. writes in about Terrell Lewis and Trayvon Diggs running out of gas there in the matchup between Alabama and LSU. Both of those two men, Diggs and Lewis, still on the board here as rounds two and three of the draft tonight. Once again, Pama fans, y'all can watch the draft on ESPN, NFL Network, ABC. It's also streaming live on YouTube TV 
as well. Samuel William Wilkinson coming in with, hey, Stephen M. Smith, I'm just passing through tonight. Just wanted to say hello, roll tie, hope yourself and family and everybody else is safe and good. Waylon, and keep it up on the palms. Appreciate that coming from Samuel William Wilkinson. Uh, we're doing well, man. Doing well just talking about some NFL draft here on a Friday. Let's see here. Continuing with, uh, let's see here. And I had one. Try to get this one back. And folks, here we go. Sports Talk with Woody. Sports Talk with Woody writes in. Why do you think Terrell Lewis will be a steal? I tend to think he's a little too, he's a little too plus. He's a little, he's, he's too little. Plus, he had a little production when it came to sacks. Well, when it comes down to T. Lou here, keep in mind, he did not play much his freshman year at all, which was 2016. 2017, he was hit with the elbow injury to start the year against Florida State. And then he only played a couple of games where we only got to saw to see you know, fleeting plays of how good he could be. 2018, didn't play at all that entire season due to an injury. So 2019 was actually really, if we can be honest here, it was his first time actually getting on the field playing a full season playing a full season, playing a full season healthy, and actually showing you what he could do when healthy and when he's on the field. And he's got the potential. One thing, you can't coach 6'5", 262. There are some things you can't coach. You can't coach size. You can't coach freakish athleticism. When you put him on the field, he does have the capability and the ability to fire off the ball initial first step, initial quickness to knife his way into the backfield to either affect the quarterback or create tackles for loss. We saw in three games last season, I know it wasn't a big game like an LSU or a big game against Auburn, but Texas A&M is a formidable opponent. Arkansas is a pretty good team. Tennessee also a pretty good team and an improving team at that. We did see in all three of those games where he, when he wanted to take a game over and make a marquee impact, Terrell Lewis was able to do that. So the potential is there, the size is there, the athleticism is there, the upside is there, the want to to be great is there. Got to stay healthy. He got to find himself in the right situation. But continue to line us out there in the chat line. We're going to take another break here. But upon our return, we're going to be joined by former Alabama safety Justin Woodall right after this. want delicious home-style cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. 
We are back into the action, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information on a Friday, Draft Fest of Friday. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of TDA. Hope everybody is doing well. And as always, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the channel, if you are new to the network, go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so that you can have all the alerts on Crimson Tide football Hit that subscribe button right now and turn on those notifications. But we go to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up a former Alabama safety, a young, a young man who played in 45 career games in his tenure, a guy that was a special part of that 2009 national championship team, an absolute rock star. We got Justin Woodall on the show, my man. How you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. Man, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Hope y'all doing good. Can't complain here, man. Staying safe, trying to practice at social distancing, enjoying the draft, but doing well. So, Justin, you got a chance to play for Alabama head coach Nick Saban, just like the four young men that got drafted last night in the first round uh, in the top 15. Uh, in your opinion, who did, who, who did you think between uh, the four guys that got drafted, who did you think went to the best possible fit? Um, for me, I think um, the offensive lineman Willis to the um, to the Browns. Going with the dog pound. Why? What? So so why just so why Wills? Yeah, because he he's a, he's a real big athletic guy, and I think um, he'll fit right in and, and jump in at that uh, right tackle spot. And I even think he can play left if they put him in left. Well, it looks like he's going to have to play left, Justin, seeing how the Browns, they acquired Jack Conklin from the Titans in free agency. He'll play right tackle, which means they're going to have to switch Jedrick to left. But in your, in your experience playing football, it, how, how difficult is it at times or how difficult can it be at times when, you so, when you're so used to playing one position and you have to switch to another spot? How challenging can that be? And, you know, how can you grow from that and, and make yourself better in preparation for that? Um, well, well, with me, I always play safety, but I had some guys, you know, um, play, play on the corner, play corner and play in the slot like, um, like Javier. He can go out to the outside and come back inside. But the main thing is knowing the, knowing the defense and all this, knowing the offense and all this stuff, the play calling and the different techniques, the different steps, that's mostly the, the main thing. But a pretty athletic guy like, like big guy right there, I think it'll be pretty easy for him because Coach Saban, he makes it hard. He makes it hard in the playbook and all that stuff for us, like schemes and all that stuff. So I think it'll be pretty easy for him. We're live here, folks. If you're just tuning in to In My Own Words, the podcast on a Friday, we got former Alabama safety Justin Woodall on the show, played for the Crimson Tide from 2006 to 09, played in 45 career games, had a huge 09 season where he had five pass breakups, three interceptions, helping Alabama get that first national championship of the Saban era. And, uh, you know, Justin, you had a lot of great moments with Coach Saban. For us in the media – Coach, Coach Saban will roast us at times. He will pick with us at times. He'll poke fun with us at times. But Coach really lets his hair down around you guys, the players. And uh, what were some of the best stories you had from being around him, especially in that 09 championship season? Um, well, me, when it was, when it was cold, um, 
me, I, I didn't like the cold too much when we practicing the cold. So I used to put kites on under my um under my pants and stuff. So so he walked up to me one day and he was like, <laughs> he like, what all? Uh, you gonna wear pantyhose today? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, coach, I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. So he he's real funny because he's always in the DB meetings. He never go anywhere else, and he is really funny a lot. So he he's a fun guy. He's not serious all the time. Now, more than just, you know, a football player, Justin, you also had your hand in baseball. So you work with athletes in football, you work with athletes in baseball, but you are currently, you know, working with two guys that are right now at the University of Alabama, Brandon Turnage, who came in the 2019 class of four-star, and Malachi Moore, who came in the 2020 class of four-star from Hewitt Trustville High School. In training these two young men, what do you like about their game? Uh, what are some of the things that you're showing them? And uh, what do you see when they get their chance to get on the field and play if you were to tell an Alabama fan about these two, what do you tell them about Turnage and Malachi Moore in terms of one day, you know, getting some big time in the secondary? Well, well, Brandon, he's a hometown kid. He's from my high school. He he went to my high school. So, but um, he's a real athletic kid. I would say way more athletic than me. He's a fast kid. Real instincts. He's an athlete. He can play receiver. He can play DB. But he's playing DB. Coach Coach sees him as a as a DB, but I believe he he will be a, a real ball hawk when when he get chance to play. And um, but the Malachi kid, me and him, I've been working with Malachi about three years now, three four years, and um, he's a really really physical kid. He's a really really hard worker. He works super hard. He just sent me a video asking if some of this stuff was right. He was doing in the middle of the street today, but um, he's real smart. He he learns fast. And um, as he keeps hitting the weights, he's gonna get bigger and faster. And I think I think he 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 can open a lot of eyes when he starts to play. I think he can play he can play early if, when he comes in because we work on a lot of stuff that I already know. So he um, he gets he can get ahead with me because I know a lot of the defense. So I teach him a lot of the small techniques and stuff. But he's gonna be a, a good ball player. Now keeping it with Malachi just for a minute here, Justin, because. In this 2020 class, there were a lot of big safeties, a lot of big defensive backs signed when you discuss uh, Christian Story. And then you look at the Brian Branch young man out of Georgia. You look at Jacquees Robinson and even the Juco young man, Ronald Williams Jr. What sets Malachi more apart? When you, when, when you look at him, when you work with him, what are just some traits, some qualities that really set him apart from the other guys that came in this class with him? Well, I watch some of the other guys, you know what I'm saying, and they are really, really, really good athletes. And I ain't gonna say that Malachi is too far ahead or or or, or behind, but for me, I don't know if those guys, you know what I'm saying, get to work with, you know, people that have already been through the defense and understand what Coach Saban wants at this time and at that time and at that time and the mental and the mental preparation for Coach Saban. And me, I understand what Coach Saban wants, and I think him getting a chance to get some of the knowledge I have, because I played under Coach Steele, Coach Smart, Coach Pruitt, all at the same time. So I think me being able to give him the information that I got so he can learn it faster when he gets there and not having to sit, 
you know what I'm saying? So we can just play ball and play fast. We're live on the phone lines here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in to the show, in my own words, the podcast on a Friday, we got former Alabama safety Justin Woodall, who played for the Crimson Tide from 2006 to 09, part of that 09 national championship team. Now, another young man you're working with, Justin, is in this 2021 class, the top athlete in the state of Alabama, that being one, Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry. Now, when people talk about this young man, they say this is probably one of the purest athletes that, that, that the state of Alabama has produced. When you work with Jaquincy, what stands out? What makes him this talented? What makes him this good? Uh, talk to me about McKinstry right now. Um, McKinstry, he's a really, really raw kid. And that's the scary part because he, he really hasn't got a chance to get the, you know what I'm saying, the techniques and stuff down. But as an athlete, he's one of the, probably the best athletes I saw. He's, he's really long. And to be long, he still has the quick twitch with it. He still has the quick, quick twitch. He's a smart kid. You know what I'm saying? He plays a receiver. He plays receiver also. So he understands receiver, you know what I'm saying, playing DB. So that helps him out on the defensive side. But once he cleans up his techniques and all that stuff, he, he, he'll easily, easily probably be a first rounder. Got one more for you here. Justin Woodalls, we're joined here by the former Alabama safety, part of the 2009 National Championship team under Nick Saban. And as we look at this upcoming season, keeping our fingers crossed that there will be a college football season, who is the one defensive back or a couple of defensive backs you're looking at here to step up and take that next move, become that leader in the secondary in this upcoming season? Um, for me, I'm looking at the, um, the battle kid and um, um, Sertan. I, you know, Sertan, you know, he's like a quiet kid, look like. I, you know what I'm saying? I like him to, you know what I'm saying, get more of a leadership role on, on the secondary. And the battle kid, he's like, he looks like, look like a natural leader, man. So I think he's, he's going to open a lot of eyes this year. Young kid, sophomore, and I think, I think he'll be, he'll, he'll be an NFL guy also, both of those guys, Sertan and uh, Battle. We're actually getting an update here, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, Xavier McKinney has been drafted to the New York Giants. So McKinney off the board. X-Men is off the board here as he goes to the New York football Giants. Giants get a great safety as they replace one Landon Collins with one Xavier McKinney. But we're actually on the phone lines with Justin Woodall, former Alabama safety who played from 2006 to 09, part of that 09 championship team. Justin, appreciate you so much for taking time out of your Friday to spend with us, talking draft, talking Alabama football, talking the players that you are working with, including one Jaquincy McKinstry. My man, appreciate you coming on. You be good, man. You too, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Roll time. Always awesome to have a featuring a former Crimson Tide player as Justin Woodall on to give us some great nuggets from the draft and Alabama football. We're going to go to our next break here on the show, but don't touch that down, folks. Getting back into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns on a Draft Festa Friday after this.
Touchdown Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide and we are back into the conversation folks from the break on the hottest show on the streets the best form of alabama football news notes and information on a friday draft festive friday here touchdown Alabama Magazine, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And as always, if you are new to the show, new to the network, new to the channel, go ahead right now, hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so that you can have all the alerts and updates on Alabama football. Go ahead right now, hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications. But it's back on you, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. Then I'm gonna call in, 205-448-1358. You can also tweet with that number, well, text with that number, and leave a voicemail with that number. But we return here to the comment section here on YouTube, you guys continuing to blow us up here. Let's see here, Nick Saban Jr. writes in, I thought the Patriots or the Cowboys would have picked X-Men up in the first round. I had the same thoughts, Nick Saban Jr., I had the same thoughts. Once it got to pick 17, I thought X would come off the board there. He would look great with the star on his helmet. Him next to Ha Ha Clinton Dix would have been really good. The Cowboys have had issues in the secondary for the longest of time, but Jerry Jones felt like, hey, let's get Dak Prescott another receiver. So they went with C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma. But happily, X goes on today to the New York football Giants. So happy for McKinney. Continuing here with Willie351, who writes in, Woodall had the biggest calves I've seen in person when he was at Bama, built like a linebacker. Justin Woodall was big time. Going back to 20, 2009, 45 tackles, five pass breakups, three picks. He was the man of that secondary, along with Mark Barron. But, you know, Justin Woodall was captain communication back there, making sure everybody in the right spot under the likes of defensive coordinator Kirby Smart at that time. Let's see here, continuing with the call in queue. Let's see here, Waylon writes in, what do you think about McKinney going to the Giants? I know he was asking at the Willing 3-5-1, but McKinney to the Giants, for me, I like the pick. I like the pick. After losing Landon Collins, you need that enforcer. You need that thumper. You need that instinctive leader. You need somebody that's going to fly around the field make tackles, track the football, pressure the quarterback when he has to, be that pure safety. And in a division, you're going up against Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and also Dwayne Haskins. When you're going, when you're in a division, when you're going up against receivers like Deshaun Jackson, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, now CeeDee Lamb, and in Washington when you have well, Washington doesn't have too much at the receiver position. I mean, they, they do have Cam Sims, but not too much there at the receiver position for the Redskins. But the NFC East is still a tough dog-eat-dog 
division. So you got to have a guy that's willing to fly around the field and make those types of impactful plays. And McKinney would be that guy. So we will definitely see, you know, how he does in the National Football League. But 205-448-1358. But over to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. We actually have a call in the queue right now. You are live on a Draft Festa Friday on In My Own Words. What's on your mind? Tom Ellis, Stephen M. Uh, how are you tonight? Doing well, man. Cannot complain here on a Friday in Tuscaloosa. Can't beat it. I hear you. Um, I had a question, um, actually a comment, rather. Um, I saw that last time, uh, your last show, you mentioned that you uh, believe that the tie would have about six players drafted in the first round. I was really curious about um, two of those players, mainly one in particular with uh, Terrell Lewis. Um, I trying to, want to get your thoughts as to why you believe um, he's uh, that high of a caliber player. I'm really not seeing a lot, and I was reading through some of the comments before I called, and I, I kind of agree with a lot of them. And um, um, I just want to get your thoughts as to why you believe that, uh, you're, that, that he's that high of a caliber player to be a first-round draft pick. And I believe the 32 GMs agree with many of us that he's uh, probably not that high. Uh, so I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, the reason why I had Terrell Lewis pegged that high, first and foremost, once again, uh, you can't coach at 6'5", 262 pounds. He's a freak of nature. He is built like a hybrid you know, linebacker, defensive end type. And uh, you go back to 2017 and 2018, he had the injuries. He was not able to really get on the field and show what he could really do and what he's made of and the abilities that he has just due to you had an elbow injury in 2017. You were limited to playing, you know, a couple plays against Florida State. You come back, not a portion of the year against Auburn. You really didn't play much. He didn't really make his big moment until the national championship game against Georgia where he got the sack of Jake Fromm. And then 2018 was pegged to be his big year, but got hurt before the season even started. So this past season was the first time he was really able to play a full year and, and showcase uh, showcase talent and showcase abilities. Now, in the big games, yes, you, your status is known for the big games. You're known for what you do against LSU and what you do against Auburn because that's when the lights are the biggest, the brightest, cameras all cameras on you, all eyes on me, going back to the Tupac biopic. But at the same time, Texas A&M was no slouch, and he went out there against A&M and completely tattooed Kellen Mond. Uh, Arkansas, though it's not a great team, he went out there, had six quarterback hurries to lead the team, made the life of Nick Starkle a living nightmare, and even according to some NFL draft experts, scouts, and people that dive into this thing, he really had a deadly spin move in a big game against the Tennessee Volunteers as well. So just based off the potential of what this man can give you for Fully healthy, fully stacked, fully ready to go, and, and, and also on top of that, the system that he would go to, if it would be the Baltimore Ravens, if it would have been the Ravens, here's a guy that could have given you something that you haven't had since Terrell Suggs, and for the Tennessee Titans at 29, who let go of Jarrell Casey after nine years, it's big time pass rusher, Terrell Lewis could have given the Titans something that it hadn't had since Casey, and hadn't had also since Javon Curse. so that's why I was high on him. Uh, Stephen, and I think my um, rebuttal to that would be, I think you kind of talked yourself into or out of 
of the reasons why he would not be a first-round draft pick. And you just mentioned he was hurt. He's been hurt so much. And not only that, the, the games, no disrespect to any of those teams that you mentioned, but Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Arkansas aren't exactly LSU um, or uh, Auburn or, or Clemson or any of those other teams. And I don't recall him doing much of anything uh, the past uh, four or five games of the season. And then he decided to sit out the, um, the Michigan game. Um, and I thought that was a really bad look. I actually think that probably hurt his draft stock. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop to the third or fourth round. Um, but if you're a first-round draft pick, you should explode off the TV screen. And I'll be honest with you, outside of him doing some things against Duke and some other teams like that, I don't really think that he uh, showed that he was uh, capable of being a first-round caliber player. Um, you, have to, you have to come in and you have to, to dominate against the, the top-tier teams. And I just don't recall him doing much of anything against LSU. I'm sorry, maybe it was a different game that you watched, but I'm sorry, Stephen, I just did not see it. Um, I don't remember him doing much of anything at Auburn as well. And you had the Bo Nix kid. He just threw all over Alabama, and um, you know Terrell Lewis was a part of that. So um, I respect your, your opinions and your thoughts. Um, but I just think that you know um, some of those players, I, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, just, I'm just not really seeing it. I'm sorry. Well, hey, man, appreciate the phone call, man. We'll definitely see you know, who, who else can come off this board here tonight as the draft is rolling and flowing. But uh, appreciate the call, man. Continue to rock and roll with us. Got some calls there in the queue line on a Friday, a festive Friday. As we continue with In My Own Words, the podcast, we're going to go into now the, uh, the festive draft grades. We're going to go into these draft grades here. In terms of the Crimson Tide, the four players that were taken off the board here in the first round in the top 15. And first and foremost, we start this off with one to a tongue of to the Miami Dolphins. I give this a A fit. This was an A fit for me. And the reason why Tua to the Dolphins is an A fit is Coach Flores. He did a phenomenal job in the offseason attacking the defensive needs first, getting guys like Kyle Van Noy from the New England Patriots and also Byron Jones, a very good corner. So they attacked the defensive needs first in the free agency period. So in the draft, he was able to go and get his quarterback into a tongue of Angola. And Tua will have a lot of weapons around him. You got Miles Gaskin, Jordan Howard, Samaje Piran, and those are just really three good, and those are three great running backs at wide receiver. You've got Jakeem Grant, Allen Hearns, and Devontae Parker. So there are weapons around Tua. There are guys that Tua can grow with. The Dolphins even drafted an offensive tackle from USC also on last night for the protection of one Tonga Vangoa. That'll be it. So the Dolphins getting Tua at number five and A fit for me. As we move on down here to Jedrick Wills, who was taken number 10 overall by the Cleveland Browns. This was a B-plus fit. B-plus fit. I don't love the fit, but I really like the fit. Just due to Cleveland is not a terrible franchise. Now, the front office is dysfunctional. Don't get me wrong. That front office is very, very dysfunctional. And they're going to have to solve that and, uh, you know, get to the bottom of that. But, but the talent is there. The talent is absolutely there. When you talk about Baker Mayfield's a highly talented quarterback. 
And then you got two great running backs in uh, Kareem Hunt and also Nick Chubb. You got two of the best receivers in the league with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. You got a great tight end, a solid tight end, and David Njoku. And you basically stole Austin Hooper from the Atlanta Falcons. The, the, type, the, uh, the Browns were able to go and get Jack Conklin in the free agency period from the Titans. He'll play at right tackle, which means Jedrick Wills will have to be switched to left tackle. He's never played left tackle before. If he's able to adjust and uh, maneuver and work that spot well, he will be a 15-year pro. He'll be a perennial pro bowler, perennial all-pro. And maybe this could be the move. Maybe. Maybe this could be the move that can turn or help turn the Bronco, the, the Browns around full circle. So B-plus fit for me when you look at Jedrick Wills. As we dive down now to Henry Ruggs III, those Las Vegas Raiders at number 12 overall, this is a B-fit. I would have liked to have seen Ruggs go to the 49ers at 13. I would have loved to have seen Ruggs go to the, 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 the Eagles at 21, the Saints at 24. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, would have loved to have had one Henry Ruggs. Instead, the Packers traded up to get a quarterback in Jordan Love, in which Aaron Rodgers not happy about that right now, but that's besides the point. We're looking at one Henry Ruggs, the third, and for the Raiders, he, he is very capable. He has the ability and is very capable to run every route on the route tree, excel at every route on the route tree, take the top off a of defense. He will greatly help the likes of uh, either Derek Carr, even the likes of Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, whomever starts at that quarterback position. So while I would rather have seen Ruggs go somewhere else, this is a good fit here, be fit for me in terms of the draft grade on rugs, which leads us to Jerry Judy, who has taken number 15 overall to the Denver Broncos. John Elway getting his guy to pair with Drew Lockett quarterback. This was an A-plus fit. And the reason why it's an A-plus fit is you've already got Cortland Sutton, who's back as a 1,000-yard receiver. Got a great young tight end and Noah fan. Got two strong running backs in Phillip Lindsay, who's kind of underrated, and also Melvin Gordon coming over the, from the uh, LA Chargers. Once again, the, the, uh, the Broncos believe they've got the guy in Drew Locke, and Locke already excited to have Judy, ready to work with him, ready to learn the playbook, go over the playbook, and really get this thing popping. And it's crazy how Ruggs and Judy played together for three years in Alabama, and now they will play against each other in the wild, wild AFC West in a division where you've got Patrick Mahomes and the Legion of Zoom in Kansas City. And then with the Chargers, you've got Justin Herbert, who's the trigger man for Oregon now. Well, it'll be behind, of course, Tyrod Taylor. But you got Mike Evans, you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry. And then, of course, when you got the uh, you got the uh, the Oakland Raiders, who with the Las Vegas Raiders, who've got Henry Ruggs there, and also Josh Jacobs. You got to have guys on your roster. You got to have weaponry that you can depend on. And what better weaponry to get for a big armed quarterback in Drew Locke than to bring in Jerry Judy? This right here, an A plus fit for me. So going back to these grades one more time here, you got. Tua Tagovailoa to me, an A fit for the Miami Dolphins. You've got Jedrick Wills of the Cleveland Browns, number 10 overall, a B-plus fit. You got Henry Ruggs, number 12 overall to the Raiders, a B fit. And then we got the A-plus fit in 
Jerry Judy, number 15 overall to the Denver Broncos. Those being the <clears throat> draft grades for one yours truly we're gonna take a another break here on in my own words the podcast but upon that down we return and we put a pretty bow on this thing draft festive edition right after this Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back in on Friday to the conversation and known as In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Night one of the NFL draft was great on Thursday, seeing four Crimson Tide players off the board in the top 15, all four of these individuals in spots to where they will be able to make big impacts and be successful. So far, we've got the update of Xavier McKinney coming off the board tonight to the New York football giant so the big apple getting one x mckinney big personality will humble personality big time play think he will be very special there in the nfc east for the g-man got a couple of other guys on the board when you discuss trayvon diggs uh, Jalen hurts guys like also, Raekwon Davis is out there. Terrell Lewis is out there. A lot of guys on the board. So, going to be fun to see where these guys end up as we get into the middle portions of the draft. Because as I mentioned, in the second round and then the uh, you know middle rounds to the late rounds, you start to find those gems that nobody thought, you know, this guy could be good. This guy could be great. I don't know about that guy. I will know what he has when I see it. And... Uh, you look at guys like Tom Brady, who was a mid to late rounder, Russell Wilson, a mid rounder, uh, Tyree Kill, a mid rounder, Derrick Henry, who went in the second round. All of these guys became gems. All of these guys became special for, or productive, as I should say, for their respective teams. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch the draft on ESPN, on ABC, also on NFL Network, and streaming live on YouTube TV as it will go until Saturday, that being the final day of the draft, as, as it will have rounds four through seven. But as always, you want to know the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. You can get that by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple, very easy to do. You can get this from your iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. The podcast options if your audio listening pleasures just so happen to be iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast.fm, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio. We've got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Monday to recap the entire NFL draft and talk more Alabama 
Bama football. But until next time, folks, leaving you with my favorite three things. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands, children. I know it's the weekend. Still find ways to legitimately not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, it's your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words. Yeah.